0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of About Admissions, our podcast about college, college admissions, and uh, knowing when it's time to double down. I'm Drew, one of your co hosts. I'm um, Kirk. If you'd like to call
1: into the show, we would love your call. Dial 617 982 3662 to ask us anything about admissions. And uh, we've got a special guest today on the show, uh, Semyon Dukach. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? You did. I did. Okay, so uh, Simeon is the Managing Director of Techstars Boston. Grand Poobah. The Grand Poobah of Techstars Boston. A little bit about his background. He's been a serial entrepreneur, a very prolific angel investor, was once a member of the famous MIT blackjack team. It was loosely depicted in the film 21. And i um, hoping to get some advice on how to play the cards right here today, Semyon. But um, otherwise, he was born in Russia, came to the U.S. at age 11. I'm really interested about that, um, to learn a little bit more about that experience. Eventually went to Columbia University in New York Alliance. City. Mm-hmm. And um, now his job is to bust our chops on a daily basis and <laughs> doing a pretty darn good job of it.
0: You might deliver sage wisdom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So welcome to the show, Semyon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, I guess my first question for you is: I first of all, I just want to learn a little bit about uh, your experience coming to the U.S. at age 11, where you landed, and then eventually how you found Colombia. Well, we landed at JFK. I think it was two months <laughs> uh, in Italy near Rome, waiting for the paperwork.
2: Because we were actually refugees without documents when they left. The okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty interesting landing in the U.S. I remember. Uh, Getting the first burger in a burger place, and, <laughs> and my father going in there and getting a some burgers and coming back like with a white face, like a total shock because it was like ten bucks. Really? <laughs> and you know, he had like twenty. Oh <laughs> so, my god! Yeah, you know, I, I remember that pretty, pretty clearly. We lived in in the projects actually in New York, New Jersey for the first six oh, months. Oh, New York. Yeah. And then, then, fortunate that my dad actually got a job in Texas in the oil industry, so mm. we went to Houston, Texas for the like next seven years.
0: Texan, huh?
2: That's right.
1: Where'd you go to high school? It's called the Jones Vanguard. Oh. Jones Vanguard. Ooh. Is that like a non traditional high school? It was or? a magnet
2: program for supposedly gifted and talented kids uh, in yeah. the inner city in a very depressed part of town where they trying to bring some kids over into their kind of like the reverse busing Oh, wow. Scenario. Interesting. Texas always fought back against the busing mm. mandates.
0: Huh. So that's the way they did Did you play football in high school? No. Didn't think so. <laughs> was but I went to the football game. game. You did? Oh, yeah. Friday man. Night Lights?
2: Yeah, we were like second in the state money. Really? Yeah, played in the Astrodome Houston. The,
1: yeah. the magnet school, gifted and talented team, was second <laughs> in the state of Texas. Oh, no, no,
2: there were no magnet. The magnet school was the school with Oh, a school, okay, okay. And none of us won. <laughs> we had zero intersection between the football team and the
1: magnet program. It
2: yeah. was the regular school.
1: <laughs> so, did you, did you always long for New York City then? Is that how you decided to look into Columbia? Or... I don't know. I think
2: I applied to a few schools. Got rejected by MIT that <laughs> And uh, yeah, Columbia's main appeal was a location for sure.
0: It was. Where else did you apply other than MIT and Columbia? Uh, you remember? I went to Some
2: schools in Texas Rice. Mm. All uh, right. of Texas in Austin. Yeah. Berkeley Harvard. Was it a tough decision to decide on Columbia? Uh, no, it was the best school we
0: could in Oh, It was not in
2: Texas. I got into the ones in Texas. I figured.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I was ready to get away from home.
0: Yeah. Uh, OK. Cool. Awesome. And so you, what was your
1: major at Columbia?
0: CS, so, yes, I believe. You're right, I was confused, so. Yeah. Did you know what you were getting into when you applied there? Like the, the core curriculum, the great books, the whole nine yards? Oh,
2: yeah. You knew? I mean, you knew. Oh, OK, you yeah, did your homework. The core curriculum was not that intimidating. Kind of like that. I actually went to a school of engineering, so I had to do half. I had to do like one of the philosophy and history classes, one of the art and music classes. So the engineers did
0: half of the curriculum, basically. Yeah. So was, was the general the... sense among engineers that it was like, uh, oh, okay, I've got to like read books, like with words. You no, know, it wasn't for me <laughs> <With accent>.
1: words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I, I hated being pigeonholed into math and science in high school because I was particularly good at math and science. And I was called like, that kid, you know, who was very good at that yeah. stuff. And then you know, it always sort of pissed me off. I wanted, I took AP English. I wanted to take AP History. It wouldn't let me. And uh, I have always started myself as a perfectly balanced person
0: with very diverse interests. Mm. How do you think the liberal arts education helped, like, the engineering side? Do you think there was crossover, good relief when you got to? Well, I think the Certainly helps people who become engineers. Of course, I didn't become an engineer. Yeah. Right? But
2: people who do become engineers, I think they learn how to write and how to communicate, how to think. And it's great. It's really, it's really good for you. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm not generally a fan of core curriculums, right? Because even though it's good for you, I think fundamentally in education, like you have to, you only learn well when you're interested, when you're excited, when you want to learn. So being forced to learn stuff that you don't want to learn is rarely very effective. Enough.
0: What do you want to learn when you're in college?
2: Well, in my case, I like those classes. Yeah. Right? So for me, it was great. But for the engineers who just wanted to do engineering, no, I don't think it's probably added that much value. Uh, what did I want to learn? God, I don't know. Learning was just a small part of the college experience for me, honestly. I mean, hmm. I did the best programming, and I kind of like that. But mostly to me was about drinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's the and drinking of not, not just
2: for me, but, but. … And
1: this was before … Well, actually, does New York have that … did they have that soda law? Was that ever enacted? it <laughs> wasn't. It was now, it. before the soda law, so you could get big gulps all day long, Simeon. <laughs> 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 right, I was talking about big gulps. Uh, no, I mean, the social experience was great, for sure. So, and actually, when you applied to Columbia, I mean, from your background, you must have been a financial aid recipient. I was um, for one year. Second year, my mother got a job teaching at Columbia. Oh, really? So my parents
2: moved <laughs> to New York. I got to go home for dinner, and uh, they waived the tuition completely. You
1: know, for employees, they so did. The wow, they full tuition, full tuition for for I, she was some kind of adjunct professor or something. Wow, for, and for an adjunct yeah. professor, that does not happen anymore. They used to do it for janitors.
0: You were like a That's janitor true, yeah. at MIT. You could keep could go for free. Yeah. Um,
1: so then you went to MIT for what was the program at MIT you went? Or it was a PhD program in computer science. Okay. And, but, I mean, did you have... So, going for a PhD program in computer science, you had you must have had a, a very sort of uh, defined view of what you wanted to do and get out of it. But did that pan out the way you no, thought? No, not at
2: all. I actually thought I'd be a, become some kind of professor of computer science. Oh, I, really? That's when, Yeah, I really liked the, the programming. And, but uh, while at MIT, I, I actually got away from computers entirely and got into it.
0: Yeah, Gabbling. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those listening at home, we mentioned earlier the movie 21. The book is called Bringing Down the House. You've seen the movie, I imagine. Absolutely. How do you feel it portrayed the uh, reality of the situation? Oh, I, think, I think quite well. I mean, it, it was fictionalized, but it
2: definitely captured the feeling of what it was like to bring in a block very accurately.
0: So, how did you get involved with that? What was the. I saw
2: a poster one day.
1: You saw a poster, like, join the. The
2: yeah. Well, and, and the reason I got very excited and I knew what the post was all about is that I was really obsessed with Pac-Man, which was, <laughs> I Amazing. Um, when I was in school, I guess high school probably, early high school, junior high maybe, uh, I'd get a quarter and back down to the corner and there'd be a Pac-Man machine. That's, that's what I loved, but I only had one quarter, right? So, so you had, I had to get to, good. I had to get good. But, so how do you get good? Well, I went to the library. So only thing I had to do, and I looked at Pac-Man in a card catalog. And it had exactly one book <laughs> Pac-Man, which was called Mastering Pac-Man, by Ken Austin. So I read right. it, and it worked. I, I, it beat the game. I got very good I memorized the, the Hacks, patterns, yeah, and I could play for a very long time. And can you hide in the
0: upper right corner? So you just got
2: to move around a little you gotta, time in a certain <laughs> way. <laughs> yes. you know, the algorithms are pretty simple. And so I learned how to play Pac-Man, and then I went back to the bookstore and looked up the author. Mm. He might have other words of wisdom to offer me, and it turned out all of his other books about blackjack. Because she was actually the greatest blackjack player from the seventies.
0: Okay, nice. wow.
2: So I learned them all, and I knew kind of vaguely how to count cards and stuff. But of course, I had to put that knowledge way away in the back of my mind since I was like thirteen. And 12, and I didn't live in, right. So when I saw the poster at MIT, already being twenty-two or something. Um, I was very excited. I had to be there. I came to the meeting. And mm. I learned. I worked very hard. I got good at it quite quickly. And went out and, and played. And then, within a year, I had my own group huh. running. That the, was my first startup. That was my first company. It was one of the MIT. I mean, you wow. guys were
0: venture backed, basically. <laughs> <were Yeah>, venture backed,
2: <laughs> so, yes. uh, But uh, we were a real business. You know, we paid some taxes, and we had separated the roles of investors and players and management. And we, we
1: trusted each other. We yep. had a common enemy, <laughs> and uh, we had a lot of fun. We made a few million dollars. What's the largest amount of cash you had strapped to your body at any one given point? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was rarely more than, than a quarter million, maybe three hundred thousand at most. Peanuts. There much money strapped on, but <laughs> I had over a hundred. And had, had a lot of adventures. I found it exciting, but not fulfilling. In that, it felt sort of pointless. Like we. We were smarter than the people were beating, and yeah. that was satisfying to a point, right? <laughs> but we never created any value for anyone. We never had any customers to thank us. We didn't really build anything, and we didn't really serve anyone. So we sort of felt cut out from,
0: hmm.
1: from the bulk of human society. And that was like college education, you know, bringing that philosophy, right? Wrong. <laughs>
2: maybe, maybe, yeah, it's an interesting, but I never thought of it that way, but
1: perhaps hmm. or the or the, the relationships you had over time and the classes that you took, the books that you read, maybe it all kind of came together in in this sort of life philosophy about being fulfilled.
2: Perhaps. But I think I, I just felt dissatisfied when people asked me what I did and I can't yeah. explain it, and they wouldn't believe me. Because until this movies and books came out nobody would actually believe. Right. It could be the casinos. People assumed they were ambushed and they were lying right. or
1: deceiving hmm. ourselves into
2: thinking it could be the casinos. Yeah. But we, we, of course it was real, and I guess I just uh, wanted to be a little bit more mainstream.
0: Hmm. Really? Yeah. That's funny from the guy who started the Troublemaker Fund. <laughs> right. <It's the> <laughs> troublemaker
2: <laughs> Award, yeah. <award's> actual <laughs> Troublemakers. Um, yeah. It's yeah, I true. I
0: was wondering about that. So for all those listening at home, Simeon has a, a non-profit that awards a, a gift or a grant to those... Most who've created the most trouble in a, a positively disruptive way, I imagine. That's
2: exactly right. Yeah. Hmm. The award it's ten thousand dollars once a year. I pick a recipient.
0: Pussy Riot, did you? Did yeah, one one of the
2: women yeah. behind the Pussy Riot band was a so, recipient. What other recipients of the award have there been? Anyone? Uh, Mustang Wanted was a recipient. He's a roofer, um, but he got involved a little bit uh, in the Ukraine Russia conflict hmm. in a very funny and risky way. Uh, and another recipient uh, is a guy from Louisiana, who, uh, Zach Koblen is his name, who is a high school student, challenged uh, the laws in Louisiana that basically prevented the teaching of evolution in the science classrooms and mandating some fault in the creationist views. Huh. So he challenged this by basically spamming every Nobel Prize in the world repeatedly until he got the multi-science <laughs> petition and, and make the... the Great impact. sales strategy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spam. It was well, where relentless.
0: Did you, where did you get the idea for this?
2: I mean, wh- it what came did... to me while I was giving the commencement address for my high school. Huh. Seven as a kid? Ago, oh no, as, as an adult. Recently, I came back to Houston because they asked me to be the graduation speaker. Huh. And while giving the talk, and I don't prepare for talks, I always improvise all my talks, so while giving my improvised talk, I suddenly remembered that while I was a child in this high school, a teenager in this high school, I had dreamed of becoming successful, wealthy, and creating some kind of prize for people outside the system, for people who don't get the good grades, right. for people who skip school and, and get into trouble, but still from mm-hmm. how achieve good things. And um, having remembered it, I said, of course, wow, I have to do this. This is exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I just announced it in the middle of a speech and then had to kind of rush into creating a little set and actually fleshing out exactly who I'll give it to. I intended to give it to the, the kids in that school Did anyone? who were troublemakers, but, and I invited them all to apply, and they all applied, <laughs> but none of them turned out to be troublemakers. They were all like, oh, and we i will going to use this money to help my parents pay for college because it's such a burden on them. Oh. <laughs> right. and, and, and they listed They didn't know the text. audience. <laughs> that's a
1: topic of many a college. And, <laughs> and again, <laughs> I kept
2: encouraging them for a couple of months. I'm like, come on, guys. Tell me about some trouble you actually gotten into. Mm. Real trouble making. And they didn't. So
0: I said, I'll have to open it up to the world. And that's how I found Zach that cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Who was the first recipient? Zach? Cool. Zach That's amazing. How many people have gotten it so far? people. People. So this will be the fourth year. This school. is the fourth year. So
2: if any of you listeners have people you want to nominate, I'd love right. to, to hear nominations. Cool, all the number.
0: What's the website?
1: TroublemakerAward.org.
0: TroublemakerAward.org. Or
1: call us, 617-982-3662. Mm. Tell us about your trouble.
0: <laughs> what about your kids? Where would you suggest they go to school? Well, they- my oldest is already
1: graduated from Chicago, and
2: the rest, uh, well, the next two are in high school now. Yeah? So, yeah, I, I never... Recommended colleges to, to no. any of them. I mean, you know, up to them to figure out where, what's comfortable and what's right Yeah, and whether college is right. So, one thing I, I've learned and from experience of my oldest daughter is that I, I really don't want to encourage my kids to go to college at all it's something well, motivation for that to come from within mm-hmm. and I don't want that to be a standard expectation I don't believe in that normal routine path of do this do that go mm. to college go to grad school whatever, become, whatever you're supposed to become I just don't think that's the right way to live so I, I would love it if my kids figured out what they want to do with no limits and no balance. Right. and either found out some way to be productive and happy in society or, or went to school for some purpose that they had Right. I expect most of them to go to college.
0: Yeah, as soon as you say that, you know you're, they're bound to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> they have to rebel against you. <laughs> and they're going to apply to Columbia as a Columbia's legacy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's funny. My father, when I was applying to college, uh, forbid me from applying to MIT. That was the only stipulation. He said it ruined his life. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up, he actually, when he, he and my uncle gave the commencement speech in 99, two years before I graduated from high school, and they literally said the same thing. On stage, they're like this place ruined our lives. <laughs> <laughs> was, sure, yeah. that went over well. Oh, round of applause. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what other questions do we have for Simeon? Would you recommend someone do a startup instead of going to college? Of course, I recommend it, but only if it's a great startup, only if it's a startup
2: that they really believe in passionately, only if the startup serves an audience that mm. they truly care about. They, they have to know who their customers are, and they have to have a lot of motivation who wanted to basically sacrifice their lives and yeah. to help these people make some impact, right? create some joy or solve some pain, right? and uh, short of that, no, I wouldn't recommend someone try to start a company together very quick, but if they do have this passion, yeah, life is too short to take any sidetracks I say, do it now and all this get educated along the way
0: hmm. that's a good point that's great I
2: like that but probably the best strategy is to start college and drop out that's fine. <laughs> the <best laughs> strategy for startups because then you the, the,
0: get the stamp imprimatur well, no, plus yeah. you, can,
2: you can recruit a lot of great people
1: also <laughs> the yeah, that's, of the college.
0: that's a good point
1: so college is a great place to find people who don't belong there and, and create a company instead last question double down with an ace in your hand yes or no absolutely absolutely okay words to live by <laughs> Great. Well, should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's take it home. Cool. Well, that's all the time we've got for today. You can find about admissions on iTunes or SoundCloud. Special thanks to Semyon Dukach. And uh, other insp- inspiration for today's show is provided by the Columbia University. You know the mascot from Columbia, Semyon? The lions. The lions. Well done. Just testing your the knowledge. Regal and lions. the MIT. <laughs> oh
0: God. Oh no, it's the engineers. Oh, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the animal is yeah. the. Okay. I think they call the teams the engineers. I think they the engineers. Yeah. Very intimidating. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, touche. So we're going to wrap it up. We hope you're leaving us a little more informed a lot more relaxed. Gosh, you got to be a lot more relaxed after this one. Be sure to catch us next time as we're sure to have a lot more to say about admission.